When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the TV, on the radio, and even social media, everyone has become a debater. Hot heads, hot takes, and lots of hot air are now the norm. But only one can be the master debater. This is Master Debaters from News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And I'm Dennis Foley. And welcome to Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. Joining us this week, our first debater can be heard each weekday afternoon with the latest sports news on Fox News Headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115, Matt Napolitano. Hey, Matt. Hey, Dennis. How you doing? Good. Our next debater offers a regular fare of puns and different takes. On the things going on in life in the Washington Post and the WashingtonPost.com, say hello to Alexandra Petri. Hey, Alex. Hey, how's it going? Good. And our third debater puts the energy into Energy 941 here in San Antonio. Say hello to Miho. Hey, Miho. What up? So uh, all of our debaters will be presenting arguments in an effort to try to win over our judge, who this week is the KTSA Research Robots. Yes, and uh, the robot's job oh uh, <laughs> is to analyze and critique each response to questions, uh, our, uh, to, to response that our contestants give to questions that I give throughout the show. And uh, along with asking questions, I'm just a show's referee. If I hear something that I don't like and there's a penalty, you'll hear a little whistle that sounds a bit like this. So uh, normally I would ask our debaters if they want to ask our judge a question, but our judge only knows three words. Do you guys want to ask the judge a question to see what it says? Yeah, I for one welcome our new robot judge overlords. Cool. Uh, do you like to eat human? <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions? <laughs> I didn't hear the response to that human yeah. question. I'd really data, like to know, actually. Data, data, initiate. Oh. <laughs> I guess <Data>. that's it. <laughs> oh, boy. It's going to be a fun show this week. Let's play. Oh, boy. Opening arguments on Master Debaters. Okay, so it is time for opening arguments, and in this segment, I will give each combatant a question. That combatant answers that question, and our judge, the KTSA Research Robots, will give them a score between 0 and 10. Oh boy, it's going to be great. So uh, they will have 30 seconds for their argument, and a buzzer will let them know when that time is up. The first topic, a top NFL star spells his last name, K-E-L-C-E, 
but there's new debate over how to actually say that. On a Barstool Sports podcast, Kansas City Chiefs Pro Bowl tight end Travis Kelsey revealed we've been saying his name wrong all these years. It's, I got Kelsey and then Kels. My real name is Kels, so, I mean, I just kind of roll with the punches. On Twitter, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes said you learn something new every day. Another teammate's reacted with similar surprise. Did Coach Andy Reid know all along? Offensively, Kels and Pat and that connection there. That's him from a post-game press conference last year. A KC TV station reached out to the tight end's mom, and she said it's pronounced Kelsey. That's correspondent Steve Kathan. So, uh, Matt Napolitano, uh, how would you feel if a name you've been saying one way for a long time was actually not the right way to say it? 30 seconds. Well, see, I'm kind of torn. I'm on both ends of this because my last name, Napolitano, has been butchered eight different ways uh, at least every single day. Um, but you know what? I roll with it because I know it's not malintent behind it. And, you know, if I feel like I got to correct the person, so be it if it's like an important situation. But I really don't like it when it's a public figure who's like all these years later. No, we've been pronouncing it wrong this whole time. It's like, why we got to know you were fine with the way it was. And now you're just going to aggravate people whenever they're going to be on the call for a game or when a reporter's going to ask you a question or when a fan's going to ask you an autograph. Like, come on, who cares? If you didn't care this whole time, why are we making a thing about this now? All right, let's ask the robots uh, what score it's giving out. It's a five. The robot gave out a five. (laughs) I knew this robot was going to have it in for me. Our next topic, (laughs) dictionary.com just added 300 new words. The Yeet Baby now has her very own word in the dictionary. Yay, 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 yay! Marley and her uncle Chris scored internet fame as she practiced her favorite word, defined as an exclamation of enthusiasm, approval, triumph, pleasure, or joy. More serious additions include long haulers, domestic terrorism, and ghost guns. And there's this one, defined as an exclamation used to sympathize with someone else's pain or dismay, or to express one's own. Oof, that's correspondent Wendy Gillette. Uh, Alex, what would you say is probably the best new word in recent years, and what would you say is the uh, maybe worst new word in recent years? 30 seconds. Ooh, well, since every word that recently entered the dictionary has completely evacuated my head, I'm going to go all in on yeet. I'm very excited about this edition. Um, I used to be somebody who was very anti-expanding the dictionary, but now I've completely changed my tune on that. I think people who are sticklers about, like, that's not a real word. Why are you putting that in there? No, the language is growing. That means your language is alive. This is really exciting. As somebody who studied ancient Greek in college, like, they don't add new words to that every year because everyone who speaks it is dead. And it's nice to know that, like, English, we're still kicking. So I'm in favor of adding new words. Um, especially the ones aforementioned. Although domestic terrorism wasn't in there. I'm sorry. That feels like that's two words that were in there. But that's a question for another day. That so. is. So, uh, KTSA Research Robot, what score are you giving out? <laughs> a nine. <laughs> Thanks, robot. <laughs> Our next topic, a court victory for Britney Spears. Britney Spears is celebrating. In court Wednesday, the judge granted Spears' request to hire her own lawyer in the fight to end her 13-year conservatorship controlled by her father. The judge also approved the resignation of Bessemer Trust as co-conservator. That means as of now, Jamie Spears is the sole manager of his daughter's $60 million estate. But Spears wants the conservatorship ended altogether without facing a medical evaluation. That's correspondent Andrea Fuji, so Miho, what do you think of all the people who have come out to support the 
Free Britney movement. Are you surprised, shocked, or do you like it? 30 seconds. Um, I think it's like a decade too late. Um, I think a lot of the issues that she had, like, obviously led to the... I can't even say the word, but... Um, yeah, I mean, good for her. I'm glad it's changing. Um, personally, I don't care, but... I mean, if it changes some laws and how we, like, deal with mental health in this country, like, I'm all for it. Um, and if Britney's leading the way, free Britney. <laughs> okay, robots. Spit out a score. Data. <laughs> a five. For Miho. Damn it. It's low. Thank you, uh... KTSA research robot. <laughs> well, coming up. Does being a negative Nancy make you more popular on social media? We'll debate that next. It's Smash Debaters from KTSA. This is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. It is, and things are starting to heat up now. We have Matt Napolitano, Alexander Petri, and Miho this week. Trying to convince our judge this week, a robot we have named the KTSA Research Robot, that their argument is the best argument. And if you want to replace the robot and be the next judge on Master Debaters, head over to our website, ktsa.com slash masterdebaters, and sign up. Or maybe we might keep the robot around. We'll see. Let's get this debate going. For argument's sake, on Master Debaters. So, uh, things start to get interesting here. I'm going to give all three contestants the same question. They will each take a turn presenting their argument on that topic. After they all take their 30 seconds, our robot judge will somehow give them points in a range between 0 and 20 for their responses. The first topic, you want to make a splash on Twitter? You have a better chance of getting noticed by saying something angry or insulting. A new study from DePaul and Harvard universities looked at the impact of both positive and negative tweets from news organizations of various political leanings. The study examined 140,000 tweets from 44 different news organizations. It found that for both right-leaning and left-leaning media, negative news spreads farther through the current Twitter network than positive news. And as a result, for news organizations, negativity is more frequent and more impactful than positivity. That's correspondent Matt Piper. So be honest. Do you use this topic in your social media endeavors? We're going to start with Matt Napolitano, 30 seconds. I mean, I'm not a huge social media person to begin with. I really mainly use Twitter for work. Instagram to occasionally scroll. I don't even have a Facebook anymore. And that's just mainly why I don't have any of these real social media houses. Just I can't stand hearing opinions that are just so ludicrous, that are only there just to stir chaos and coming from people who really don't know much about the topic. And yet here I find myself actually discussing this topic. So I'm kind of contradicting myself. That being said, do what you want to do on social media, but don't make it about attacking somebody else because that just makes you the worst. Looking at you, Chrissy Teigen. All right, uh, Alex, you're 30 seconds. So I would say I have a question about this because I feel like Instagram is the opposite of all of this. Instagram is where everyone goes to be relentlessly positive about their lives. I'm scrolling through Instagram and everyone's like, you know, they've, they're six pounds lighter than they are in real life. And they've got like three more babies than they even have. And like, <laughs> they're all drinking rosé and just like all kinds of strange uh, anomalies going on on Instagram. And I feel like that's a popular social network that people seek out. So I don't know about this negativity there, but... Everywhere else, sure. That's just human nature. 
Miho, your 30 seconds. Um, well, as someone who has eight Instagram accounts on their phone and four Twitter accounts, um, <laughs> I don't like I love the chaos. Like, bring it on. Like, and as far as being negative, like we human race has been negative since the dawn of time. So, like, yeah, I I use my Twitter accounts um to give me both positive and negative news, and I enjoy the chaos. Um, especially in a day-to-day life where I'm just in front of a computer. I go to Twitter and I let it sink into my soul. All right. So uh KTSA research robots. Can you spit up some scores? Initiate 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, Seems gonna come up 5, with. 4, 3, 2, 1. Data. Most horrifying New Year's Eve ever. <laughs> Matt, it's giving you a 9. Hey. Alex, it's giving you a 15. What? And Miho, it's giving you a 5. What the hell? This is rigged. <laughs> Next topic, the Supreme Court's oldest justice says he has not made a decision yet on whether to retire as liberal activists call for him to step down to make way for someone younger. 82-year-old Stephen Breyer hasn't decided on when he'll retire and is satisfied with his role as the court's most senior liberal justice, he tells CNN. It's his first public comments on calls for him to leave the court and allow President Biden to nominate a younger liberal replacement, while Democrats still narrowly control the Senate. Breyer has served on the court for 27 years. That's correspondent Steve Dorsey in Washington. The youngins tell you to quit your job saying you're just too old. We start with Alex. Do you do it? 30 seconds. I mean, do I do it? I mean, I guess, look, if Gen Z wants to do it, like, absolutely. Go for it, Gen Z. I trust you implicitly. I feel like you have a good handle on things. Like, push us millennials out and, like, you know, solve the climate. Uh, whatever it is you want to do. But I, I think Stephen Breyer, like, retirement is a nice thing. It's not like we're saying, like, he's done a bad job. It's just, like, wouldn't it be fun to get to, like, publish a whole volume of your legal opinions while relaxing, knowing that someone is going to be, like, thriving and vibrant on the bench? Uh, no to no him. Miho, you're 30 seconds. If a young person tells you it's time to go, do you do it? 30 seconds. Uh, not if I'm an expert. I'll tell him to kick rocks. Like, he's been on the Supreme Court for 27 years, and these kids like, no, hell no. I mean, like, shut the hell up. <laughs> like, you're off camping in a minivan, like, building, like, drinking matcha. Like, no, I would not. And if I was in this position, that's what I would say. I'd be like, go drink your matcha and shut up. That belongs on a T-shirt. Matt, you're 30 seconds. (laughs) I would so buy that T-shirt. I'm with Miho on this. I mean, if you know what you're doing and you're capable of doing the job, you tell people that they can just buzz off. Like, they have no business telling you. I mean, plus, how many of these people actually even knew that Breyer was a Supreme Court justice and not just a brand of ice cream? Like, give me a break. Like, they even have any kind of knowledge about the extent that goes into government. The people that are that go into these kinds of topics and are saying, like, this person's got to go, this person's got to go, don't know the first thing that about what goes into this person's job. This ridiculous amount of, it kind of falls into the sort of umbrella of cancel culture. It's got to freaking stop. It's absolute insanity. Okay, it's robot time. 10, 9, 8. What seven, scores will our six, robot be giving five, our debaters? 4, 3, 
<laughs> Alex, it's giving you a zero. Yay! <laughs> Miho, it's giving you a nine. And uh, Matt's giving you an 18. Congrats. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Robot's feeling more generous right now. Point. What the I, hell? I got, I got <laughs> double points. <laughs> Oh, a Texas woman is breaking two Guinness World Records thanks to her huge collection of video game systems. Linda Guillory of Richardson was awarded the records for the largest collection of LCD gaming systems and the largest collection of playable gaming systems. The 51-year-old who started collecting when she was eight now has nearly 1,600 LCD systems and over 2,400 playable systems. Guillory hopes to one day have the collection displayed in a museum, adding that she hopes to teach children about electronics with her vintage systems. That's correspondent Mark Mayfield. So we're going to start with Miho. How many video games are too many video games? 30 seconds. Uh, 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 <laughs> I don't... I don't know. I guess I don't play that many video games. I, it all depends on the person, I guess, you know. I'm not here to judge um, at all. I mean, if it was my household, I'd be like one system per household. Like each kid wouldn't have their own computer, but to each their own. Like my household would have one system and that's it. And we'd learn how to share. But yeah, that was a weird question, man. <laughs> Matt, how many video games are too many video games? 30 seconds. You know, I, I don't think it's a matter of, of how many games or how many consoles. I think it's the amount of time spent playing with those games and consoles. I mean, you think about how often you're on your phone and you're tinkering around on apps and playing whatever games on there, how much of your day is spent doing that, or how much time is spent in front of a TV playing PlayStation or doing whatever. I think it's just a matter of, you know, monitoring your time and how much you're playing. If you're going into, like, you know, double digits of hours of playing video games over a span of two days, you may need to evaluate some things and, frankly, Frankly, shower. Alex, 30 seconds. How many video games are too many video games? Yeah, I feel like this is a very existential question. Like, how many video games are too many? Yeah, it, it really does depend on the person. I do want to get back to the question of, like, one console or computer for the whole family, because that, to me, is a recipe for disaster. I don't necessarily want to see what everybody else in the household is Googling. Like, let, let people have their own browsers. But that's different from video games. I don't know. As somebody who played The Sims for, like, 48 hours straight as, like, a regular weekend in event during high school, I would say that was too much. But everyone needs to go through their phase of too much and then stop. Okay, it's time to... uh Initiate the robot. How generous six, is the robot going to be with four, this round three, of answers? Miho, it's giving you a 14. All right. Matt, it's giving you a 13. Okay. Mm. Alex, it's giving you a 7. Firm but fair. Well, coming up. <laughs> As uh, we continue, our debaters have their own topics they wish to discuss. Will it matter? Will the robot give them an answer or a response that they like? We'll find out. Master Debaters continues right here on KTSA. This is Master Debaters from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I'm Dennis Foley. Joining us this week, we have Matt Napolitano, Alexander Petri, and Miho, who are... I guess you could say trying to coerce our uh, 
fairly belligerent judge, the KTSA research robot to give them more points than their fellow competitors. So let's keep this debate going. State your case on Master Debater. So our competitors before the show came in with a topic they wanted to discuss and present to, I guess you could say, our evil robot overlord judge. They will get 60 seconds to do so. After those 60 seconds, if the other combatants wish to challenge, they will each get 30 seconds after that case is done being presented. After those challenges, the uh, original presenter will get their own 30 seconds to address the challengers, and if they change the topic from what they had sent in originally, they will get an automatic five-point penalty. There are also more points at stake now. Our evil robot, KTSA Research Robot, can uh, now give up to 20 points or take away up to 20 points if it's feeling particularly evil. And that's from everyone, whether they challenge, present the argument, or stay silent. No one can hide this round. So, our points leader. Do you guys want to guess who the points leader is at this point in the show? I'll go with Matt. It is Matt. Yeah. So, Matt, you get to start with your 60-second arguments. Okay. Well, we've seen in the past few days and, frankly, the past week, the amount of protests that are going on in Cuba. And we also saw it happen in Little Havana in Miami in regards to the COVID-19 response by the Cuban government, as well as to the government as a whole and the ruthlessness of that dictatorship. It's amazing to see the Cuban people really rising up and finally saying enough is enough to this. My big disappointment this week, though, was with the MLB All-Star game, despite those horrific atrocious jerseys that they had on the bigger disappointment for me was the fact that they neglected addressing what's going on in cuba at all and providing any support to those people protesting overseas the fact of the matter is cuba has had such a huge influence on baseball dating back to the 1960s the amount of players that have fled cuba in hopes of playing major league baseball the amount of impact there I think it's a little bit neglectful of Major League Baseball to turn a blind eye to this, especially when you want to be involved in such activism. It can't be a one-way street where you focus solely on one issue. There's plenty of issues that are going on within our world, so you've got to bring this to the forefront and address what's going on overseas. All right, Miho, 30-second challenge. Um, it's not really a challenge. I, I actually agree quite a bit with Matt, but at the same time, like they're putting on probably their biggest week um in their sport which is like kind of fading it's not like one of the more more popular sports in america at the moment so i think like they should have but i don't fault them for not doing it um because they were just i mean they got shohei right now just they're trying to pump him out to the masses and so they were just trying to avoid the controversy at the moment they might address it later but I i wouldn't have done it if i was them all right matt your 30 second rebuttal well, I think the fact that you had this all-star game get relocated from Atlanta to Denver over the voting rights law that took place out in Georgia says where the focus lies. I mean, if you're going to po- point your attention to something like that, why not put the spotlight on this subject as well? I mean, you had players out there with the SOS Cuba on their hats trying to represent and bring attention to the issue. I think it's worth talking about. You can't just, you know, abide by this one issue, make this the one note, and then turn a blind eye to what's going on in such a country that's had such a huge impact on your game. I will say for the record, those uniforms were awful. They were I, hideous. They should be burned. The white, one, the white ones weren't too bad. The blue ones were awful. It's still, I where are the damn original uniforms? Apparently they're sticking with those designs going forward, so uh, buckle up, kids. Oh, no. Get off my damn lawn, yeah. right? Uh, <laughs> so, uh, Drink your matcha and shut up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Drink your matcha and shut up. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, yeah. it's time to consult our little robot friend. Yes. 
right? <laughs> what scores are we giving out? Seven, six, Should we all run five, and hide or? Four, three, two, one. I can cover me, Okay, what do we have here? <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry. It's giving oh, you no. a negative one. Could be worse. Oh. It's average, <laughs> but it's negative one. Uh, Databot's a communist. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Miho, uh, negative nine. What? Negative. Oh, no. Speaking of negative Nancy, uh, we got, a, got one in the robot here. And Alex, negative six. I didn't it's, say anything. I didn't say anything. <laughs> The robot. This is one ornery robot. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I gotta, gotta check to see if it has a software update or something. Similar to Barry Bonds, this episode has an asterisk. Asterisk. <laughs> yeah, like that the most. It just <laughs> disliked everything that was going on. Yeah. No. No. They found no positivity in any argument. So, uh, <sighs> our uh, next <laughs> argument comes from Miho with your sixty seconds starting now. All right, so my topic is that T-Pain is a top 10 most influential artist of the last 20 years. And point number one, he rhymed Mansion with Wisconsin. So, yeah, talking about dictionary earlier, right? Um, but he also, like, there was auto-tune and voice changing in the past with, like, um, um, Zap, um, right? And so, but he, like, brought auto-tune to the forefront and without him, like Kanye wouldn't have made 808s and Heartbreaks. The Weeknd wouldn't have made uh, his infamous House of Balloons. And he also like teamed up with Lonely Island and gave him their biggest hit, I'm on a Boat, which spurred Andy Samberg. And he also like uh, gave rise to like Future, the rapper, which he dated Sierra. Um, and then he cheated on her, and then she dated Russell Wilson, and Russell Wilson hasn't won a Super Bowl since he started dating her. Like, it's all, like, yeah, he's influential. Uh, Alex, you have the first challenge, 30 seconds. I just wanted to concur. I was worried you weren't going to mention Lonely Island, uh, and I think that contribution alone puts him on the 10 most influential artists list, a list that I assume can sort of uh, include many people uh, maybe even more than 10 people. But yeah, buy you a drink, bartender. Plus, he has a lovely voice. He just has a style that he likes. Like, he, if he, he wanted to sing without the auto-tune, he could do it. But he has a style, he has a vibe, and I think, like, musically, that's always fun to hear. So I am grateful for the music. And Matt, your 30-second challenge. Yeah, it's amazing to think how many songs he was on back in the day. Like, every song was featuring T-Pain. Usher with T-Pain. Pitbull with T-Pain. He was on everything back in the day. And the fact of the matter is, the guy actually can sing. I don't know if you saw the first season of The Masked Singer. He won while dressed in a monster costume. He beat Gladys Knight. So the guy's got talent. Beyond the fact that he's had such an imprint on pop culture through what he's done with Auto-Tune. Auto-Tune was there before him. It's going to exist after him. I think people got to lay off T-Pain. I think he deserves a little bit more respect than he's gotten. Miho, your 30-second rebuttal. No, I'm, I'm just glad everybody kind of agrees with me. <laughs> so this is good. He enough. doesn't deserve the hate. Yeah, I hope I don't get a negative score. Damn it, man. <laughs> that, he's, uh, the, the, the data bot will prove if he is Usher, if he comes back with a negative remark about what we yeah. all said about T-Pain. If anybody watches This Is yeah. Pop on Netflix, you understand. Yeah. 
should yeah. be in favor of auto-tune. And with Scansim. Like, you think? Sick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I got nothing else. Yeah, exactly. Hopefully T-Pain sends us the checks. You know? I, I was going to say, the robot should agree with auto-tune. I mean, it's it's kind of yeah, its thing. Yeah. Uh, well, let's find out what the robot has to say. Machine. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Oh boy. Um, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Uh, Miho, it's giving you a negative 19. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Alex, it's giving you a negative 2. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, Matt, I'm sorry. Uh, it's giving you a negative twenty. <laughs> this robot is well, in a I, really. I already, I already called it a communist. I called it Usher. Oh uh, yeah. Well, we're forming a clear picture of its preferences, so. Yeah. yeah. And clearly, it doesn't like anything. It has. Yeah, it disagrees with everyone's response on the MLB. Yeah. Hmm. So, uh, Alex, maybe can you just, can make a... Uh, yep, Alexander, yep. save the day. Yes, can Alex. we just change these to positive scores? Like, do we have to follow code to be like a positive 19 and positive 20 and a positive 6 or whatever? It's what? it's negative no, 20 I to 20. I like this chaos. It's negative 20 to 20. The ro- you know, that's, Those are the rules, and the robot's following the rules. So, Alex, maybe you can bring some positivity to the robot's life. 60 seconds starts now. My complaint is about Marvel. I think there's too much Marvel stuff out there. And Marvel, instead of being like, I have to convince you to watch this movie or watch this TV show that I'm putting out, Marvel's like, screw you, consumer. If you haven't watched three TV shows, each at least like six cumulative hours in length, you won't understand what's happening in the next movie. You'll be completely lost. Like, I've been told, like, I need to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. I need to also watch Loki in order to understand what Doctor Strange is even up to. I just want to go to the movie theater every, you know, three to four months as a good citizen consumer and buy my required ticket to my Marvel movie and understand what's going on from what I've seen in theaters. I don't want to have to also watch 18 hours of television with like Tom Hiddleston really putting his all into it. Although, you know, bless Tom Hiddleston, former Taylor Swift uh, dude, like seems like a chill guy. This is a strange tangent. Hope the robot likes Tom Hiddleston because I'm sure talking about him. Um, anyway, the point is I, I shouldn't have to watch all of this in order to understand what's going on. All right, Matt, you have the first first challenge. 30 seconds. Let me start off by saying I'm still mad at Tom Hiddleston for that awful Hank Williams biopic that nothing ever really became of it. That was terrible, and he only got the part because he was dating Taylor Swift at the time. That being said, I got no problem with the Marvel Universe. I think there's a huge fan base with everything that they want to follow along. What I don't like is that sort of snippiness. You kind of alluded to, Alexandra, of the you have to watch this in order to know this. You have to watch this in order to follow along. I will go on YouTube. I will find a brief synopsis that will catch me up so I know what's going on to watch this show. I did that with WandaVision. Uh, my partner and I watched like a 12-minute video, caught us up to speed as what we had to know going into the show. I ended up loving WandaVision, and I hope it sweeps the Emmys. All right, Miho, your 30-second challenge. Um, Yeah, no, I'm totally against that. Like, I don't think there's enough Marvel content, especially for, like, someone who's, uh, like, incredible. Like, I'm pretty busy, so I don't got time to read all the comics. If I could watch six hours of a show, that gives me pretty much what's going on in the marvel cinematic universe like i'll do that instead of reading the comics because the comic lore is so long so i i want more of it and 
And like, as far as Disney's concerned, they made like sixty million dollars just for subscriptions on this last Loki season. So like, kudos to them. Like, it's just they're fighting the streaming wars, which is great. And Alex, your thirty-second rebuttal. So I have to say, I also loved WandaVision. So maybe I should just buckle down and watch it. But I hate feeling like I have to. So I missed a single Marvel movie in theaters. I didn't see Captain Marvel. And then the next one I got to, they had all these scrolls around. And I'm like, I'm supposed to know what these scrolls are doing. I'm supposed to... So you miss one beat and suddenly you're lost. That's my only complaint. I want to be able to miss like two movies a year or one TV show a year and not be totally adrift. That's all I'm asking for, Marvel. I hope you'll understand it. All right, it's time for Reckoning to see if our robot overlord will bless us with points today. Let's start with this. Yeah. Okay. Nine, eight, seven, oh, God. Six, the five, PC fan four, watch. Three, two, <laughs> one. Just sounds like Rhythm Nation's going to start every time that thing plays. All right, Alex, you are making some progress. It's giving you a zero. So, <laughs> not negative. Uh, Matt, it's giving you a negative two. There it is. <laughs> and Miho, winner, winner, chicken dinner. You're getting nine points. Oh! Wow! Right. Miho getting positive points. Well, <laughs> coming up. Who's going to win? Who will finally convince this robot that they should get some points? Find out next. Match Debaters, KTSA. From 550 KTSA and FM 1071, this is Master Debaters, the show where the best argument wins. And that argument comes to an end right here, right now. Battle this week between Matt Napolitano, Alexandra Petri, and Miho. To convince the appliance we have plugged into the wall, the KTSA Research Robot, that their argument is the best argument. But now it comes down to one final fight. Closing arguments on Master Debaters. Yes, and this is where it all gets decided in a four-minute melee. I'm going to give all three debaters a topic, and they will all figure it out amongst themselves for a whole four minutes. No more, no less. Four minutes. At the sound of the final buzzer, our lovely, very kind and generous judge, this robot, We'll give each combatant up to 100 points, or can take away up to 100 points, but with the way it's trending, it's more likely to take away points, depending on its mood. We'll see how that goes. The person with the fewest points will get a 15-second head start, and then everyone else can join in after a little bell has rung. So, you guys want to guess who has the fewest points at this point in the show? I think it's me. I was actually going to say me. The correct answer is Miho. So Miho oh. will get the head start. The topic, it's one small step for a billionaire and a giant leap for some space tourism. The thrill lasted for just a few minutes. Virgin Galactic founder Richard Branson, two pilots and three other employees carried by space plane to an altitude of more than 50 miles. Eight days from now, Blue Origin's Jeff Bezos is to ride his company's rocket to space, Branson saying. We wish Jeff the absolute best uh, and, and his, the people are going up with him during his flight. One similarity between Blue Origin and Virgin Galactic, the ticket price, at least a quarter of a million dollars. That's correspondent Jim Ryan. So for this topic, I'm actually going to give you two questions to consider. First, how do you feel about billionaires having their own space race? And second, 
what do you consider to be space? Like, what factors would tell you that you're in space or not? Like, how far in the air or what other things? I don't know. Miho, you get to start with a 15-second head start. It's a four-minute argument. Well, I think it's dumb that there's a space race with billionaires when there's so much inequity uh, surrounding the planet. Um, it's really frustrating. I know I'm being a little serious. Um, it's just outrageous. Like... And they're getting bailouts as well. And it's just like so infuriating. Like there's better things like pay your workers in the Amazon warehouses. And as far as space, I think like when you start floating, like right? Yeah, yeah that would be my gauge on that. And, you know, not to be like, I, I mean, it, it stinks. Like I would love to have like a positive uh, opinion on this. But truthfully, it, it, it's stupid. It's stupid that these people have this much money and this is what it's being wasted on. Like, I think the best billionaire right now to me is Mackenzie Bezos because she's given away all of her ex-husband's money to yeah. various and charities right. and various different causes. <laughs> like, that's like, you know, that to me, like, uh, you, you reach a certain level of wealth and you should, all you should ever want to do is, like, just give it back and, you know, pay it forward to better the next generation. And it, it amazes me that this is what people are getting caught up in. Like, is there really that much of a clamor to pay X millions of dollars just to say I went to space? Like. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just, I don't get the, I don't get the thrill behind it. I really, I really don't. Did they heard like better the next generation, and they thought like they had to remake Star Trek: The Next Generation, but without like a nice cooperative crew that represents the planet, and instead just like with themselves <laughs> in the cockpit. No, but I also when I see all the billionaires being like, we gotta go to space right now. I'm like, do they know something? Like, yeah. is there some information <laughs> they have that I don't have? And like, obviously, you know, disclaimer: like Jeff Bezos, founder of Amazon, also owns the Washington Post, so we you know whatnot. But like, what does he know? Like, what does, is there something going on? Like, I, we can all sort of see what's happening to the planet, but like, they're not going that far from it. Are they, like, what, what's going, this is enough to make me get into all the like unidentified aerial phenomena and be like, are they contacting people? Plus I think this will give aliens like a really weird idea of like who, like what people are like on earth. And they, if these are the first people they encounter, they're going to be like, so there's no problems there. It's just like, how much sparkling water do you get? I don't know. I, I really clearly don't know the problems of billionaires. I'm like, yes, sparkling water too much of it that's their biggest problem that's the, that's the biggest problem that's affecting billionaires right now is perrier or pellegrino absolutely yeah. I, I like i read a report that like last year version atlantic took like because i think they're based out of england but they got like a bailout from the england government it's like well so you you needed money but you don't need the money because now you're going to space like what the hell's going on and like going back to like what do they know like what? Like, how are you gaming the system this well? Like, and like, it's messed up. Like, I was about to curse. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't. Uh, <laughs> but nah, it, I'm, I'm yeah, feeling on it. You get the it's... robot to bleep it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I also. <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought I had something, but I totally forgot it. No, oh, but it's like, yeah, so if you're going to have, like, really rich people pay to go to space, that's great. I just wish there was something where they could have really rich people pay a lot of money and it would, like, go into the actual economy instead of just, like, paying it to other rich people, which it seems like that's sort of what the cycle is. It's like, right. do you want to pay someone even richer so you can, pay, go, like, fly into space for eight minutes? Like, we got to have a better trickle-down system. Like, what about the Austrian school? You know whose <laughs> fault this all is? This is all Lance Bass's fault from when he wanted to go into space back in the day, so I'm just going to blame him on this. <laughs> I'm going to blame Lance Bass for the rise of billionaires wanting to go into space. I'm going to blame him for Elon Musk smoking pot on Joe Rogan's show. I think it's, it, it all, it, it's all relative to me somehow. So, you know, I, and it's fitting because, you know, JC was always my favorite in NSYNC anyway. So, you know what? I'm just going to blame it on Lance Bass.
Yeah, and, and going back to your question of like, how do we constitute space? I feel like the fact that we've only explored like 10% of the ocean, like if you're floating in the ocean, you're still in space because the ocean is terrifying. So yeah. like, if you want to go to space, yeah. go dip in the Pacific Ocean because there's aliens down there too. <laughs> that got really <laughs> philosophical at the end there. Very uh, 4D chess-y. Um, interesting. Can't wait to see what the robot thinks. Yeah. Oh boy. Well, the robot will have a lot of points to play with, whether he's gonna get or it's gonna give out the robot or not, give out the points or not. He's secretly a billionaire. <laughs> exactly. He's probably like, oh, I've already been to Mars and Jupiter, and yeah. I'm actually Jesus operating all yeah. along. I'm operating from <laughs> Neptune right now. So uh, the KTSA research robot. Bring us the point. Initiate 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, okay. 3, 2, 1. <laughs> so, Miho, the robot is giving you 11 points. Yeah, that's the biggest haul of the day, isn't it? <laughs> Matt? Probably. Not sure it's a good number or a bad number. Negative 69. <laughs> nice. There it is. There it is. And Alex, it's giving you negative 19 points. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb and say I finished in last. <laughs> oh, well, well, well. Let's see um, how our debaters did oh my god <laughs> see i'm not sure if uh ktsa research robot is really appropriate at this at uh, this time with the uh, complete massacre it is doing to uh our debater scores but it is time to announce who this week's master debater is after really heated discussions for really honestly an apathetic judge cold-hearted <laughs> Very uh, ones and zeros-ish. So, in third place, with negative 57 points, <laughs> Matt Napolitano. <laughs> By golf standards, that makes me the greatest of all time. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, in second place, with four points... Uh, Alexander Petri, which means this week's master debater with 25 points. <laughs> Miho, your 60 seconds starts now Woo! to celebrate. Uh, first of all, I want to thank T-Pain, even though he kind of screwed me. <laughs> um, I want to thank my, uh, uh, my partners on this episode. It was fun. It was a good one. I want to thank uh, you, Dennis. I want to thank our judge. Uh, I want to thank the billionaires for pissing me off so much um, and motivating me throughout life. And uh, yeah, I want to thank me, I guess. <laughs> That's about it. I don't need 60 seconds. We're good. <laughs> oh, man. Or the matcha and the... Oh yeah, yeah. matcha. And 
court or Justice Breyer, whatever his name. <laughs> this was bonkers. Yeah, I got nothing else. Yeah. I, I love this funky room. <laughs> So uh, with all the points you guys have or lost, what are you going to spend it on? Are you going to you know go go on a big spending spree with your uh, Master Debaters points, or uh, maybe save them? What, what do we have like a, cum- a cumulative negative fifty seven or something like? That? Well, yeah. together I think it's what about uh, negative twenty five or so. Negative fifty eight. Negative fifty eight. Actually, negative twenty eight. Negative twenty eight. Yeah. Negative twenty eight. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we spent. I'm a journalism major. I didn't do math. And luckily, <laughs> um, it's, what's good for the show is that it costs us a lot of money uh, to print up these points. So maybe that's the <laughs> secret plot here of the robots to save us some money. So uh, that's it. Thank you, robot, for saving us some money. We can put those points using next week. Big thank you to our three contestants this week. First, Matt Napolitano. You can be heard each weekday afternoon with the latest sports news on Fox News headlines 24-7 on Sirius XM Channel 115. Alexander Petri, who you can catch a regular fare of puns and different takes on everything in life. On the watch in the Washington Post and WashingtonPost.com. And our third debater, Miho, who brings the energy to Energy 94-1. And uh, I guess we can thank our appliance this week, the judge, KTSA research robots yeah thanks national debaters this is a production of xs studios and ktsa san antonio you can learn more about national debaters online at ktsa.com i'm Dennis foley this has been national debaters the show where the best argument wins san antonio's home for news and talk on air online and on demand 550 ktsa and fm 1071